Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and all over the web at different places, the pod and the web, the... Thingamajiggy. Yeah, and that too. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. How you well, doing? I thought we were going to have the band back together You know, today. and I had a, I had something I was, I had a clever opening comment, so I'll just save it for another day. <laughs> and uh, Greg's under the weather this week. Well, I... Greg's under the weather, but his wife's um, having some problems, and I, she's in the hospital. Okay. And we want to put our thoughts and prayers out there for Roberta because she's having a she's having a pretty tough time, and Greg's having a, a pretty tough time dealing with it actually. So, but she'll I'll be back. It. She'll be back. And uh, of course, we got Alan Hill in this morning. Good good morning to you, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. And uh, great to have you here. After uh, I'm going to do some more on this labor, I tell you what. Alan and uh, Jada and uh, the whole crew and Danny, the Tesnier, the driver, they rolled out the red carpet for me last Saturday night. Sounds and, like they did from what you were telling me. And when it rained, that red carpet got pretty slippery. <laughs> 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 but we had a, I had a great time. And I think, uh, you, you know, I, I noticed one thing. I, I've had a lot of take backs from it, you know, just thinking about it since, since last weekend. And I, I haven't spent a lot of time around dirt tracks and... But, you know, just looking at some of the other equipment and the other teams, and there's, I mean, there, there's a lot of money over there getting spent. But I tell you what, it reminded me a whole lot of, um, I mean, a comparison to, to somebody like Bud Moore. I mean, they, that's the 25T team, Allen's team. It's a top flight, especially, you know, compared to everybody else. It's a top oh, yeah. notch. When they roll that car back, I noticed this because when I got there for like the first half hour or so, it was on the trailer. And when y'all decided, uh, I think, did Jada give the command, let's take it out? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> when, she, when she said, let's get it out, you know, and they rolled it out, you know, it was, everybody looked. I oh, mean, yeah. I, everybody stopped and said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, look who's here this week. I mean, they already knew it, but it was a sharp-looking car, and I'm going to tell you something else. Because I got up on top of the trailer uh, to watch so I could see real good. Adam let me get up there. And... Um, it was it was drizzling rain, you know. Alan walked around that car five times with the, and just kept wiping it down, just wiping. Only person I saw out there doing it, he didn't want to he didn't want to drop of water on it sitting out there. And I was just things like that impressed me, you know, like cleanliness and and efficiency and well, that kind of perfectionism is what breeds winners. And he is. And I also looked at the back spoiler, and it's got all the I think there were six different feature championships. Uh, or ch- feature wins this year, and and they don't run all that, you know, right. all of them, and they run at different tracks, and uh, it was like, you know, this is a team that shows up, and they expect to win, and when they don't win, you know, something something went wrong. I'm mad, <laughs> <laughs> and but we'll get into it a little bit more in our second hour. Um, we uh, we got a good show for you this morning. Before uh, uh, we found out that. 
Greg couldn't make it. He did line us up a super guest. He did. And it's a NASCAR Hall of Famer from the class of 2014, the Iron Man, Jack Ingram. And Jack, uh, I mean, he's got a, well, he's in the Hall of Fame, but I, I read <laughs> a lot. Kind of says it all right there. Well, I read a lot about him. Uh, I knew a lot about him, but I wanted to bone up on him before the <laughs> before the show. And uh, there was a couple of websites there that, I mean, they out and out said he was the best short track driver of all time. Now, you know, I'm, I know that could be argued because there's a lot of them out there. But uh, there's some pretty good arguments for it with his with his list of credentials. And, you know, I, I, I read that he had um, an auto accident a few years ago, like two years ago, I think, up there uh, in Asheville. In fact, it was practically right there where the new Asheville Speedway was. And... And he got pretty beat up there for a while. And I think that's the last I'd ever heard of him, and I'd sort of forgot about it. So, uh, But evidently, he's doing fine, and we're going to have him on at 1020 and, and really looking forward to it. Well, it's like I've heard said about some other folks in different categories. He may not be in a class by himself, but it sure don't take long to call roll. Well, I'm telling you what, he's uh, he went in with a bunch of good ones. He went in with Fireball Roberts and... Uh, I don't remember. I don't have the whole list in front of me here, but he, he the the class he went in with, they're all good. But uh, Jack, I, I remember the first time, I, or the last time I saw him race, and this was a long, long time ago. Well, I'm not going to say it was the last time either, but it was a night they had the first races after they paved Columbia Speedway. And I was down there at Carolina in college, and it was a night race, and he had a bronze-colored number 11, um, 55 Chevrolet. And tell you what, he he was always impressive. And once again, that was always a pretty much immaculate-looking car. And it's hard to keep one that way oh, yeah. on, a, on a short track. And I, I do notice that, I guess, in his honor today, you're wearing your NASCAR Hall of Fame <laughs> shirt. No, actually, um, I went... Or was and it clean? I, uh, no, it, well, it was after uh, I had, had it cleaned real good after uh, I, I spilled a, God, I shouldn't say this. I took a little bat wing with me up to Mount Airy when Greg <laughs> and I went. Yeah. And I didn't have the top on it tight enough, and it was in my suitcase, and it poured out all over this shirt. So I wore it anyway, and, man, and people were flocking around me. They loved the smell of Jim Beam on my <laughs> on my NASCAR Hall of Fame shirt. But uh, now nah, Budmore gave me this, and he gave me a long sleeve one, so I figured that gave me the right to wear it any time I want to. That's Makes not, sense to me. Well, you know, I mean, nothing against buying one off the rack in the Hall of Fame and wearing it, but this was given to me by somebody that's in there. But, uh, no, I, you know, last week, uh, well, you weren't here, but we had a, well, neither one of you were here, as a matter of fact. But we had a gentleman on that, uh, his name's Charles Craig, who's having an event in Gastonia today. And it's the last one I know of. There might be another one coming up in the, during the holidays. I think they have uh, something called Stocks for Tots that I've never been to. But um, it's off of New Hope Road up in Gastonia. And he's got uh, Tom Pistoni, Tiger Tom, as the guest of honor. And... I think the usual cast of characters will be there, like Rex White and, um, you know, a lot of the old-timers, Bill Blair. And I'm going up. I'm sorry Greg can't make it, but uh, it was either that or sit home and watch South Carolina play Georgia. So I opted for the <laughs> I opted for the book signing. It's not a book signing. Wait, it's a show. You mentioned Tiger Tom. We've got to get him back on here. Uh, He's a hoot to talk to. Well, maybe I'll just line that up when we're up there. That'd be when a good I'm idea. up there because uh, he is great. I, 
I've wanted to write his story for years, like like I did with Neil Castles and finally got it. But, you know, he told me, he said, you know, my daughter wants to do it. <coughs> Crystal, talk to Chris. And I said, and, and so I did. I called her one time and I said, uh, Crystal, I, you know, I'd like to write a, your, your father's biography. I think it'd be a fantastic book because, you know, he's from Chicago and the mob and all the people he dealt with and crazy stuff. I mean, you can't shut him up. The, oh, yeah. It would look like a New York phone book. The, the <laughs> book would be so thick. And, um, and she said, well, I want to do it. And I said, okay. Now, this was several years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, he's 80 years old. What are you waiting on? You know, are, are you waiting on him to die? You know, do it now so he can enjoy it. And he goes to all of these events and let him go out there and be able to, uh, um, you know, shake hands. And, and uh, no, he doesn't need the money. Nobody's going to get rich on, on something like this. But, you know, it's fun to do this and meet people and shake hands and, and come home with a couple of hundred bucks in your pocket. And uh, Like I said, it's, it's fun good, to enjoy it while he's still around. Yeah, you know, so... That's why I'm, I'm I'm glad Neil went ahead and did it, and you know hopefully he'll be around for a you know a lot longer. But uh, anyway, Tiger Tom's one of those that I've been wanting to uh, write his biography for quite a while, and maybe I'll make another run at him, and maybe I can talk Crystal into it. But anyway, got a little tickle in your throat this morning. I do. I don't know if it's the weather change or what, but I've been eating cough drops like candy all week. Okay, and it's still. Jumping up and, and biting me. Well, you know, I have that trouble all the time. And I, we got this new thermostat in here, and it was on 74. And I thought it was rather toasty before the show started. Now it's on 70, and uh, it's... Feels good. It feels good. If it's too cold for you, go over there and... I'm good. Okay. So anyway, um, and then we want to talk a little bit... Well, we had a surprise winner last week. Uh, to me, I guess anybody, if you're in the chase and the final eight... Um, or Final 12, it, it, it's not a surprise if you win, except for the fact that Kyle Larson hadn't won in over a year. Yeah. And so he was driving a Chip Ganassi car and a green green car, <laughs> which used to be a kiss of death. But, um, you know, he won it, and he did it fairly convincingly, and uh, he moves on to the next round. Yep, moves on to the next round. He moves on over to the Final 8, and... Uh, if he gets over in there in that Final Four, everybody knows that he really runs good down at Miami. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, you sit here and look at his record over this year, you know, some question whether he should be there or not. But he's there. Well, that's why they got stage points and all that other stuff that you can get in without winning a race. But he got his foot in the door, so now he's going on, like you said, well, to the Final Eight. And uh, he's halfway if home. Got, if you got a chance, you got a shot. Well, kind, right. kind of like Joey Logano last year. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of can't Joey out, but guess what? He wasn't one of the big three. He was not one of the big three. He did not dominate a race or, you know, and then he comes in and just uh, goes to Miami and kind of dominates Miami. Yeah. Well, that's what it takes. And uh, and so, listen, and, and they're down to the Final Eight. And it seems like Daytona was just last week. Well, they're not down to eight no, yet. No, but they got two more races. We got, we got Talladega, and everybody's sweating this race tomorrow at Talladega. Yeah. So, but and if nobody in the top, if nobody in the, the the final 12 wins Talladega, does it go to the second, the first guy that did, or you just got, you got to be a race winner, right? Oh. Uh, 
That's a good. No, you can get all the way down without being a race winner. But but, uh, but like if the second place, like if uh, David Reagan wins the race, he's not in the final deal. But if the second place guy is Logano, will they give? Will they no, move him to the next no, round? No, I didn't not. think I so. I think you got to. You've got to win that race. Yeah. So uh, don't get me wrong. Enjoy Logano's sitting here now, outside looking in. Just about. Well, the reason him, I point, and, him and Chase Elliott. The reason I point that out is because you know everybody knows. Talladega is notorious for having a, a first-time winner or yeah. a not-very-often winner. And, uh, I mean, you, you, there's a, a huge list. Bobby Hillen and, well, James Hilton had won a race before, but Dick Brooks and uh, Richard Brickhouse. I mean, there's a lot of people that never won a race and never won another one, you know. And uh, that's how, you know, David Reagan was a surprise winner down there. He's ended up winning some more since then. But uh, so the last... Uh, the, the rundown last week, and that was at Dover, where they had the expensive new garages that everybody was <laughs> raving about. Was Kyle Larson first, and that was a win for Chip Ganassi. He been out of victory lane for a little while. Um, Martin Truex was second. Alex Bowman was third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. Kyle Busch sixth. Matt D. Benedetto seventh. Jimmy Johnson eighth, who was, uh, I think... Uh, I don't know how you're going to keep riding that horse or not, but uh, Alan's been picking. Uh, I think Jada picked him for you last week. Um, Kurt Busch was ninth, and, and Clint Boyer was 10th. You know, we didn't comment on this because I, I was gone a couple of weeks there, and it just sort of slipped away. But, you know, we had a kind of a disappointing for me scene. And wh where was where did they race before Dover? when uh, The Roval? The Roval, when... Um, the Roval. Alex Bowman sitting there against his car, exhausted, beat, even had a medical lady sitting there next to him. Right. And uh, Bubba Wallace came over there, you know, voicing some sort of disagreement because they, they, they mixed it up pretty good out there on the track. And I was fine, you know, but then he slung his bottle of water on him, you know, and I was like, uh, I, you know, come on. That was sort of like the, the the girl in the truck race that knocked the guy's hat off a couple of weeks ago. You know, you do something stupid and then get away real quick. And I just, you know, I sort of thought Bubba was above that. Yes, he was. He should have. But Alex kind of turned him coming through that chicane. Oh, yeah. He turned him the wrong way towards that wall. And everybody knows that driver's side door hitting that wall is not a good thing. Well, but say, okay, so say, uh. Alex, I don't appreciate what you're getting. As soon as you can stand up, <laughs> we're going to go at it. But, you know, just while he's still sitting there with his tongue hanging out and the medical people at his side, you know, don't throw a bottle. Of course, the well, bottle of water might have been what he needed. <laughs> well, Alex Alex is moving on up with the points and uh, looking like he's doing pretty good in the points right now. But as uh, you say before, he's making, he's making some enemies as he's moving up between Austin Dillon you know, he rubbed Austin Dillon the wrong way the week before, yep. and now he's rubbing Bubba Wallace and uh, two or three other cars, so, you know. Well, honestly, I don't have a problem with them not being very polite. Well, I oh. don't either, but, but there's, you know, let the guy stand up. You know, punching the guy through the window of the car happens all the time, but, you know, he's in the car. You know, let him get out and take a swing at him. But speaking of the points, I'll run over this real quick, and we'll be about done with Cup till we talk to uh, Nelson. Uh, so now, uh, Martin Truex is leading the points now, and he's got a 15-point lead over Hamlin and Kyle Busch. Kevin Harvick is fourth. Kyle Larson jumped up to fifth. And of course, he's moving on. 
Brad Keselowski, sixth. Alex Bowman, and we were speaking about a seventh. Joey Logano, eighth. William Byron, uh, I'm, yeah, Logano and Byron are tied for eighth. I'm sorry. Clint Boyer is tenth. Chase Elliott, eleventh. Uh, Ryan Blaney, Eric Almarola. Well, Ryan Blaney's the last of the twelve. So then you got the guys that didn't make it. Uh, Eric Almarola, Newman, Kurt Busch, and Eric Jones. So they're, uh, they've already been eliminated, but your guys on the bubble right now, of course, a tie for eighth between Logano and Byron, and then Boyer, Chase Elliott, and Ryan Blaney. They, uh, you know, you got to jump there between seventh place Alex Bowman with 46 points, and then you go all the way back to uh, Joey Logano and William Byron with 63. That's a 17 point space there, and one of those two tied for eighth won't make it, un- un- you know, unless they want to race. So, the uh, this uh, point championship that I wasn't all that wild about is, you know, it, it makes it interesting, I guess, and uh, it's what we got, so that's what we're going to talk about. But what we're going to do right now. Let's take a break and get uh, put in a long-distance call to Asheville, North Carolina, and try to get uh, uh, Iron, Man Jack, Jack. Iron Man Jack Ingram on the phone. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and Tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Every now and then we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress at Watery Lake. RV enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, 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 we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,000. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. 
2,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier, just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months. For the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba. Or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. For everything happening here at the station, download our Fox Sports 1400 app today. Type Fox Sports 1400 to search Google Play or the Apple Store to get started. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it is my great pleasure to introduce... Hall of Fame member, multiple-time champion, and the Iron Man, the legend, Jack Ingram. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming on Start Your Engines. Uh, and I, I want to apologize right off the bat for Greg. He uh, he called uh, uh, Alan Hill, one of our members here, one of our hosts, that uh, his wife's in the hospital, and he's a little under the weather himself. In fact, we were supposed to go do a... a uh, sh- racing uh, event up in Gastonia today, but he just can't make it, and, uh, and I apologize for him, but thank you for coming on with us. I'm glad to. Jack, uh, you were, uh, I mean, I didn't need to read a whole lot about you last night to know of your accomplishments, but you, uh, <laughs> I mean, you have so many accomplishments and so many uh, championships and and the International Motorsports Hall of Fame and the, and the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I mean, that's, it's just got to be a, a real pleasure for you to sit back and think about all that you have accomplished. Yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, it's, it's, it's an uncommon championship, though. Yeah. Um, and I'm out apologize to my boys. As long as I can talk, I'll be all right. Well, we'll... What happened. Two years ago, I got a bad car crash. And they stabbed me down through my throat. They sedated for you know, about six weeks. Okay. And it had a terrible effect on my voice. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I remembered about your, your car accident. And uh, 
And uh, that was right there in Asheville. And I, I, I know that for a while you were having a tough time. I didn't know that there were uh, these lingering effects of it. So uh, we'll try to take it easy on you and uh, not keep you too long. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you now, uh, I've got to tell you that the first, the, the, I, I met you one time. I was a, I was a 19 year old college student at the University of South Carolina and you were running the first time they had paved Columbia Speedway and you were down and I took a great picture of you sitting in your car and you had a 55 Chevrolet number 11. And, uh, I'm just curious. Do you remember that night when they, the first time they ran Columbia when it was paved? Yeah, well, you did real good that night. I believe you finished second or third. And uh, um, but let's talk about some of the, your, your championships now. You uh, you were the uh, you won championships before they came out with Bush. I mean, when the Bush came out came in, you won the 1982 championship, and I think that's the first year they did it. Then you won it again, and. Uh, in 1985 and but before that you were the late model sportsman champion in 72 73 and, and 74 so uh i mean you just expected to win every time you went out there didn't you well i was disappointed if i didn't of course ain't nobody can i won 317 nascar point races now some people says weekly races nascar weekly races when i was a racing all the points that you earned there went on the national championship. So that made you have to run 300 races if you could get to them to win a championship. Well, exactly, uh, you know, what, what got you started in racing? I mean, I know up there in uh, around Asheville, there there is a, a great heritage and, and history of, of racing and in that area, um, what got you started? You you weren't a moonshiner, were you? Or were you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> My daddy was a revenue officer. Oh, just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could kind of curtail anything, couldn't it? But uh, I started being interested in racing probably in the early 50s. There's a shop right down the street here, Toy Jones Speed Shop. And uh, I asked him if I could hang around there or something, and he did. And he let me in. I got addicted to racing, but I couldn't. Maybe didn't have the money to race. Neither did I. I. I volunteered to work on people's race cars. And even by my own pit pace. So I could learn as much as I could. I was 26 before I, was up, I ever had a race car. And the very next year, I won 10 straight races in a row at Iceland Harris. Well, now, you know, and that's something else I wanted to point out now. You didn't, you didn't jump in there and start winning championships until... Uh, I mean, you, I don't think you won your first championship until you were in your 40s, were you? Uh, uh, I would have to figure that out. <laughs> I, well, I read it last night, so I sort of took their word for it. I, I didn't do the math either. But, it, you know, it mentioned that you, uh, um, okay, I got it right here. It says, um, 
Uh, unlike most younger competitors, Ingram won his 31 races between the ages of 45 and 50. Oh, uh, no, that's you don't that, You don't think that's right? I started winning at the age of 27, right? Well, I, I, it was talking about Bush series, but, you know, I, I, hey, I'm going to take your, for, your word for whatever you say. I'm just... But the point is, you it was you did run, and you were still winning rather late in your career. Yeah. Well, did any one thing? Um, was it your age that that got you to just finally walk away? I mean, you uh, uh, obviously were winning as long as you were out there. It appears. Yeah, it was eleven. I made a living. Made a good living. Well, I can see that. Now, it, it, I want to ask you about something here that's in your uh, Hall of Fame biography that I, I had forgotten about. And I'm I'm not quite as old as you are. I'm 67, but I remember a bunch of this stuff. Like I said, I, I was a college student when you ran that race in, on the pavement in Columbia. But in um, 1986, you... Uh, from what I understand, you were pretty much had the championship locked up, and uh, and then had a controversial incident with a with another driver, and it, it pretty much cost you the championship that year. Is that something you could tell us about? Yeah, I raced in Dover, Delaware, and drove all night. Come back, and a couple of friends of mine had a race car, and they wanted me to race it at Nashville Speedway. I said, you better have to step a motor first. And I don't get along very well. Anyway, about halfway through the race, they had a rest period and they restarted the race. I got in an accident with this guy. And uh result of NASCAR decided that I should be penalized two races. They never done nobody like that before. And they didn't even give me an opportunity to tell my side of it. But I'm not going to bad about NASCAR because they provided me with something that I could do and make some money at the same time. Well, I know that's true. And they've, I mean, they've made a lot of decisions over the years that. Um, I know they wish they had handled a different way. I mean, there's 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 a box full of them, so uh, I'm sure that was another one. But I'm I, I vaguely remember that when it happened, and uh, I, just, I appreciate you just tell us telling us about it a little bit. Um, well, I could have caused a big big uproar. I filed a notice of appeal to this car, and they wouldn't it wouldn't give me a hearing date, and we talked about race bill. The next, uh, that, that, that Saturday, American Civil Liberties Union found out about it. They want me to go to the federal courthouse over here and sign a, a, a deal to either give me a, let me race until I had an appeal or otherwise. I, I told them. Uh, Union, I wasn't going to do that. Uh, somebody else Well, you you had their attention anyway, and uh, 
and uh, it's good that somebody came to your uh, came to your your defense there. So now that you're in the uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you went in with some great drivers like Fireball Roberts, I mean, just top of the line. They're all everybody in the Hall of Fame, of course, deserves to be there. And, and but uh, I was especially pleased when you got in. Do you have a lot of duties that you have to do, or, or I don't? I don't guess you have to, but I, are you? Do you have a lot of requests to make personal appearances and, yeah, and wear your blue coat and ring and everything? Well, mostly takes up some of my time. It's, they buy these trading cards and I don't know where and send them here and have me sign them and send them back. Every once in a while, I don't send one back because they won't put an envelope in there with a self-addressed address on it. Right. I can't buy them. Yeah, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of drivers say if you don't send a self addressed stamped envelope, you uh, you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I send my stuff back probably one a month. Won't have a return address. Well, Jack, I know you're probably in great demand, and um, I tell you what, I'm going to let you rest your voice. I, I, I want to thank you so much, and, and Greg once again proves that he can get us anybody on the show. And uh, and you're, um, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And you take it easy the rest of the day, and, and just um, we're proud to have had you on the show. And, and thank you so much. And you're uh, you're a real treasure, and uh, we appreciate everything you've done for racing. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I've heard about y'all's program, and I like the idea. Greg called me, and I told him I'd be glad to do that. Well, thank you very much, and, and we do appreciate it. And, yeah, that that's our big thing. We we touch on what happens locally and last week and everything, but I'd say e- even with the local stuff, being here in Spartanburg, we're, we're very, very history-oriented, and uh, we probably spend more of our two hours talking about history than we do about what happened last week. Well, I, that's what some people want to hear. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know what happened before uh, about 1990. So we're trying. <laughs> I don't know what happened before 2000. So we're uh, we're trying to keep them up to date on it. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jack. I, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again someday. Anytime. Okay. Thank you so much. You know I, I, that was a great interview, but I just oh, he's a real trooper. But I was. I, I wanted. I was in pain for his. Yeah, the straining he was, in, and I'm looking over here at the clock, and I said, "That's 18 minutes. That's plenty." Oh yeah, and and like I said, he's a real trooper for coming on. It it would have been real easy for him just to say, "I don't much feel like it today." Yeah, but he he came on and improved. Again, he's part of the greatest generation. Yeah, he is, and that was a great um, uh, interview because he didn't have to. As, as Ronnie said, he didn't have to do that, and he did, and we just appreciate the heck out of him coming on. I never had talked to him before. Well, they always called him the Iron Man. Well, he is the Iron Man, and he proved it to get on our show, and even even got a couple of laughs about, out of him. And um, we have a, a listener here. We'll take real quick, since we are a little ahead of schedule, and um, try to talk to you here. We got Roll Tide Terry. Good morning, Roll Tide. Good morning, guys. How's it going? I got two questions. All right. We hope we got two one, answers. One for Nelson Crozier. All right. He'll be is on after they, you. 
Huh? He'll be on right after you. I know. Concept cars that was run Tuesday and Wednesday, since he got any information on the children's and them and how they're running it, uh, Richmond turned out. Okay, I'm sure he'll be all over that one. What's your other question? And Talladega, we know it's bad to take the front runners out, and I'd like to see if he could explain if the top four or five cars get took out and somebody wins that race, will it put them in the put them up there like y'all was talking a while ago. Maybe he can explain that out a little bit better for us. Okay, I'll do that. And I, I think Alan pretty much answered that. It, it wouldn't be fair to put the second place guy in that's uh, give him credit for winning a race he didn't win. But it did cross my mind, and we discussed it. Well, I, but would it... Who gets the, uh, who gets the points? Nobody. I would, that's my guess. Nobody get. If you didn't win it, you're not going to get well, it. He'll yeah. still he'll get, still get second place points. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying. I mean, he'll you know out of the 43 right. cars or whatever he gets, you know. But not, they're okay, not, okay. They're not going to give him the first place points of the of right. the 12 they, guys left. They, they're not going to advance him straight on if he runs second. I don't that's, think. that's correct. Right. Thank okay. you, Roll Tide. We'll talk to you. Watch Thank a little God. football today. I'm going to watch him tag. I'm going to watch Alabama about 3.30 and flip around on all the other ones. Who, who's Bama play today? We play Texas A&M at 3.30. Oh, that's a good game. That's the CBS game, right? Yes, sir. We have to put up with Gary Daniels. <laughs> well, he's I, all right. I, I, I'll, I'll, mute the, I'll mute the, <laughs> I'll mute the TV all day and, and listen. And Still with us, too? I will. I said, I'll, I'll mute the TV. <laughs> All right, and I don't want to hear Gary Daniels. I wish I had figured out how to get uh, iHeartRadio. I don't know how much it costs. I'd love to hear that man, you know, that calls NASCAR. I would love to hear Eli Gold yeah, talk Eli about Gold. Alabama football. All right, buddy. We're going to let you go. we got a uh, break coming up, and then we got Nelson calling in right now. So uh, I'll be, back. Right, you, be back in a minute. All right, that's Laurel Todd Terry. We're going to take a break and come back with uh, Nelson Crozier. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the memories? Because hot dogs for the memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like French fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3:30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months. For the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. 
Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR. For 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Rova. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Rova, or call at 864-810-4528. 
The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. And, uh, well, I didn't forget your closing. I just forgot to turn my microphone on, Nelson. I'm getting closer. <laughs> well, well, oh, I, there's a long point here. I, I, listen, Pay, I told you the big difference between me and you running the board is <laughs> I don't tell you when I screw up. You always tell us when you screw up. Well, you can tell. Anyway, how you doing this morning, Nelson? Oh, doing all right. Uh, almost time for the garage to open here in Talladega. So you're in Talladega? No, probably be there tomorrow, but not there today. Oh, okay, because I was just commenting. I was looking at the schedule, and it looks like the trucks ought to be out there qualifying right now. That is correct. Um, Roll Tide Terry, one of our most loyal listeners, called in just now, and he was asking about the test that was going on at Richmond uh, with this new car, and as we were in the break, Alan Hill was showing me some pictures on his phone that his brother Mike sent him of... uh, Man, the car looked like a a zebra or something with all the black and white and swirls and curly cues. And there was a Delara guy standing there uh, right in in front of the cameraman because it had Delara across the back of his uh, jacket. Um, what's going on up there that you can tell us about? It looked like a pretty uh, hush hush deal. Okay, first of all, you got to remember six or eight months ago, I told you about Delara coming in, right? Uh, the test was for the Delara chassis and, uh, this, uh, the SUV name rear end, which was probably Detroit Speed. Uh, the body was a generic, uh, current series body. Uh, the test was for the tires, brakes, uh, 18 inch wheels, and the new chassis. Now, Nelson, when you say 18 inch wheels, educate me a little bit more, and I know these. That Alan's over here with his hands about a foot and a half apart now, but uh, what are the wheels now? If, if they're going to eighteen and a half uh, or eighteen inches, what are they now? Fifteen inches now. Fifteen. Right. So you're getting a bigger wheel. That is correct. Larger diameter, so you have a lower profile tire, but you can put larger brakes on. It, it takes all the side flex out of that tire. That is correct. It's kind of going to get like the Indy cars here for long. Well, you know, most of your cars, street cars now have uh, 18, 19, or even 20 inch wheels. Uh, but it's going to be a whole new ball game uh, for Goodyear, uh, for the wheels, uh, all new brakes. Uh, a lot of surplus parts are going to be on the market. In 1967, I bought some wheels from Home and Moody for thirty dollars a piece. Uh, now Tiger Tom has some of those same wheels that are rusty for nine hundred plus dollars a piece. Wow! Uh, and those are the Home and Moody uh, double set of wheels. Uh, the new wheels they had on the car were, uh, you know, composite type, something like you see in a current street car. Uh, 
I hope that's not what they're going to run because they're going to be a thousand dollars a piece if they are. Well, what that reminds me of, and I don't know anything about it other than seeing these, mo- you know, clippets for movies, but that that drifting that they do, where they're just just power sliding all the way around in circles and everything. Those are that's those are kind of the real wide wheels too, right? Well, they have two dimensions on the wheel. You have diameter and you have width. The width is still going to be somewhere around 10 inches. Okay. But the diameter is as kind as 15 to 18. Okay. And so to do that, you, I mean, you practically need a new car. And that's what they're working on with a, with a new Dolores chassis. Well, separate deal. You can still use the, the same tires and wheels, but the idea is to put bigger brakes on them. And when is this going to go into effect? 2021. Okay, so we got a we got a lame duck year next year for people to convert over, and uh, I mean, I suppose they better well, start doing it now. No, no conversion over. It'll be a whole new car. So, what will the old cars do? Go to museums, or uh, will that? I mean, will that be something that Arca could use, or or uh, or Xfinity, or you know? Or are they just going to have millions of dollars of obsolete equipment? Pretty much a lot of obsolete equipment. Uh, I think the steering wheel will still be the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll figure out something to do with that. It'll start looking. And I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, actually, now that you mention it. Looking more like a Formula One or an IndyCar wheel that cost like a million dollars just for the steering wheel. Well... I hope not, but I do too. But everything else is going sour. <laughs> that's true. Let's uh, get, go ahead. You know, right now the IMSA series seems to be the uh, most common sense series. Yes, and uh, we were talking about that. Now, um, Alan was just telling us that they gave. Would they give them back, Nelson? So, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Alan. I think all I heard was my brother said they give us a little something back. So now we are back into being competitive, and they've got the thirty-one car on the pole at Ro- Road America. Road, I mean, not Road America, but Road Atlanta. Yeah. So uh, maybe too late for them to win the championship, and so we're thinking maybe that's why they did it. But uh, yeah, I love that series. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is it, that's a great series. I love it. Well, uh, Nelson, let's get our picks in. Um, and we're trying to determine here how many, uh, while I was away as the official scorekeeper, I'm not sure if Allen won twice. I know he won once. But assuming that he won twice, uh, and it makes a better story, he's got three wins, and uh, he's shaking his head. He thinks he's only got two. All right. So if you think you got two, we'll give you two. He's got two wins. You and Greg still have three. Ronnie's got one, and I haven't won a race yet. And if I don't get going, I'm mathematically eliminated. So uh, we'll, I'll give you first pick. Who you want today? No, actually, I've already picked for Greg, and I gave him uh, Kyle Bush because that's who he was picking when he was winning two or three weeks in a row. So I got off the Menard, and I'm giving him somebody with a chance. Greg couldn't make it in today. Okay. Uh well, I'll take Greg's place. That went to 21 car, uh, irregardless of who's going to be driving it in the race. Um, why wouldn't uh, Menard be driving it? Um, he's been having back problems. Okay, and Alan's over here pointing he to his neck. So who's who would be the next choice? 
Uh, the 88 truck driver. Matt Crafton. Matt Crafton. Okay, well, that would be interesting. That'd be just like him to win, too, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be par for the course. Um, well, then I'm going to take Keslaski real quick before somebody grabs him. Well, you were going to say something, Al- um, Nelson? Well, Harvick, uh, well, they've got to take, uh, you know, he was the top uh, um, I noticed the speeds, and this was yesterday or last night when I checked, and it had them at uh, about 204 miles an hour, whoever was fast and not, fastest. And I think that was Harvick. I don't remember. But is that in the draft, or, that, or that's not by themselves, is it? No. Uh, that was earlier in the day. The final practice uh, was Clint Boyer at 202.042. With Amarola behind him and then Menard behind him and then Harvard and Ryan Case, uh, rookie in fifth place. Well, that's interesting because I, I noticed Corey LaJoy was up there in the other one, like third or fourth. Ryan, who you want? I think I'm going to go with the 88. He's taking uh, Alex Bowman and Alan, you're last. I'm going to take the nine car. I'm going to take his partner. I think they're going to hook up together. Because uh, nine cars on the outside looking in on these points. And he said the other day that he looks like he's going to have to win. Well, uh, so Nelson, that was some good information about what was the other. Oh, we were questioning this before Roll Tide even called in and asked about it. But that, there's no such provision where if somebody that's not in the chase wins, uh, uh, like David Reagan or somebody wins the race, they don't give uh, the first chase guy, they don't bump him over to the next round or anything. They wouldn't dare do that, would they? No. <laughs> well, remember, they still have that except in rare instances uh, caveat. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's like uh, Bill France used to always keep blank pages in the back of his rule book so he could write a rule in real quick and say, oh no, it's in the book. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Okay, Nelson, anything we got a minute for? About a minute for you. Anything you want to wrap up and give us to look forward to? No, just tomorrow the race starts. Uh, you know, at two p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Hundred eighty-eight laps, uh, three stages, fifty-five, one ten, and one eighty-eight. Okay, well, I, Talladega is one of the ones I usually. Uh, almost ninety percent or hundred percent of the time, I try to watch as it happens. Listen, I, I'd rather get that excitement rather than uh, go back and watch it on tape. So uh, there's a lot of football on. The Panthers play at 9 o'clock in the morning, so it won't be a conflict there. Nelson, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh, that's about it. Okay, buddy. Well, thank you. Have a safe travel down there, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, very good. All right, thank you. That's Nelson Crozier. Ronnie, what do you know about Nelson? He's the smartest man I know. He sure is, and... uh, I tell you what, that's uh, I'm still sort of flabbergasted over that zebra-looking car. I mean, that's you know, when you first showed me that, I thought it was because um, you're right. I mean, I know you're right. That makes perfect sense. But I was thinking it was something about going through the laser thing to to mess with it. It's just that it's actually just made to distract you. Well, I'm, I'm distracted because it I was certainly thinking, distracts my eyes. I was thinking about it the whole time. Let me take the last uh, few seconds here before the break to thank Lanny McKinney, who does our website and does a, our, our uh, podcast. And the Bud Moore Engineering website does a great job for us. And 
He's always got our back. He's out there, does whatever we need him to do as far as technical stuff, business cards. And and usually does it before we even ask. That's right. And if he, somebody's got a phone number or a good cause they want to put up on the website, he's there for it. So uh, anyway, we will uh, be back here in a few minutes. We're going to... Uh, Take our top-of-the-hour break and come back and be kind of freewheeling for the rest of the show. We're going to let Alan talk about the local things. Going to tell some stories from Cherokee Speedway. And uh, and if you got anything you want us to talk about, give us a call. That'd be great. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports. We are Fox Sports. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR. For 72 months. For the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864 479 1197 for more details. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube Asheville Highway in Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your 
future assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back for the second hour of Start Your Engines. Here from the Beacon Driving Studios, a beautiful fall day. It does feel like it. I, I can't make up my mind if it's really fall or if this weather's just teasing us. No, I think it's, I think we, I mean, it's going to be 84 today, they said, but it's, uh, I think it's here. In fact, I, I don't know, it felt good at the ball game last night. I bet it did. And I got me a load of firewood I've had for a week now that I can't <sighs> wait to throw a couple of logs on there. I, at one time, it was supposed to get down to the 40s uh, Sunday night or Saturday I, night. I actually put a jacket on at the ball game last well, night. Good for you. And uh, they uh, should have put a straight jacket on your team from what? <laughs> was it like 45 to nothing again? 43. Holy cow. When do they play Dorman? Next Friday night. Oh, that'll be a big one. At Burns. That'll be a big one. Well, everybody always knows that whenever the fire comes to Spartanburg, it always brings a little bit of cool weather, and everybody don't realize this, but usually on Saturday when the fire's here, we used to race it to fairgrounds. Oh, I, I know you did. I used to love that race. Well, let me tell you something now. You've brought it up, and we're going to do a lot of reminiscing and freewheeling on this next hour, so sit back and don't expect anything too serious. Uh, but um, I went to the fair last night with my lovely wife. Okay. And... Uh, we got there, uh, as soon as I got home from Charlotte, you know, we went and uh, we were there by 6 o'clock and the sun still had an hour or so to go. And, I mean, it was like so, so crowded, you know, and I said, man, it's just, and I start going back to my, and I'm not going to go all 10 minutes on this, but, you know, I started going back to the old days when my daddy was a city cop and him and mama used to stand there by the, by the bingo stand which isn't there anymore <laughs> yeah and i don't know how it worked daddy knew everybody and and it was it was right hoffer shows then yeah. too and uh but we'd always leave with mom and daddy carrying toasters and and uh waffle irons and a canary one time that i named <laughs> i named him buddy because i couldn't say birdie and uh i never saw him play bingo so i don't know how that worked and, uh, and Daddy always had a roll of tickets. And if we ran out of tickets for the rides, you know, we'd come back and get some more. But what I was going to say is when we left, we left right at 8 o'clock. We spent about two hours there. 
it was lined up to get in all the way past uh, out into the up the street there. I mean, it must have been three or four hundred, maybe even five or six hundred people in line to come in. And uh, I tell you what, it was eight o'clock and, and that place was getting ready to be packed. Well, that that's real encouraging to me because I know there were more than several years that the attendance was way down at the fair. Simply because there's so many more things to do Absolutely. now than there was when we were kids. Yeah, and, but to go back to what Alan was saying, and I can tell you it was 77, 78, or 79 because I remember who I was dating at the time. And, of course, Daddy gets us in free to the to the racetrack. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the, I think one of only two times I ever watched any racing whatsoever from the grandstand. The other was that challenge race they had that year with Wade, Pearson, Petty, and Jarrett. And uh, but we went to a race at the fair, and it had to be like '78, and that was a dusty. I bet you were there. I bet your car was there. Yep, we was there. I couldn't give you any details except that it was dusty and a lot of fun, and it was the last serious dirt track race I ever saw at the fairgrounds. Well, if you went to the infield Friday night, you'd have seen something more serious than racing. They got wrestling in the middle of the infield now. Oh, they were lining. They, they, they were. <laughs> we went and got us. Yannis, my wife, went and got her turkey leg that she loves. And I had me a barbecue sandwich. And we went and sat in the grandstand. And I sat. And this this was pitch dark. We're mm-hmm. watching the helicopter take off and everything. But they And they had some Latin music. My wife's Colombian. And um, South America, not the state capital. And she. Uh, and so we were. We were watching that, and she said, look over there. They got a, a ring. My wife loves stuff like that. You know, she's just a fighter. And I, she said, what are they going to do? And I said, well, they're going to box or wrestle or, you know, MMA or something. But they, uh, And there were people filing over there, you know, taking their seats. So I don't know what they had, but it was in that pavilion way out, dead in the center of the infield. And uh, they little had a, you know, it's covered, concrete slab and everything. But they had a ring set up in it, and they were fixing us. Somebody was going to mix it up. That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, one more thing. I saw Mike Bonner, who for years was a photographer for the Herald Journal. I've known Mike for 40 years. Well, Mike was there. He lives two houses down. He lives on the corner of Fernwood and Pineville. And uh, I was talking to Mike, and we were talking about the way it used to be. And this was at a point where uh, the sun hadn't quite gone down yet, and we were talking about how there weren't many people there. But, you know, and I was thinking back to it, and I was thinking about, you know, there is no bingo stand anymore where, you know, uh, but is it the political correctness of the day that we live in or what? But, you know, there's no more two-headed monkey or <laughs> or, or the fat woman. Or right. I, I remember when I was a little boy, Sally Rand, who was one of the most famous strippers I've in the history, her. was there. I actually saw her in person one time. Well, you might have seen her at the fairgrounds about no, I, I nineteen. Saw her in Nashville about nineteen sixty, because I remember it was a big deal that she was there. I saw her in nineteen seventy four, and she was still performing. Well, you know, she performed in the movie The Right Stuff, and that yeah. was made in eighty four. But anyway, that was my point: is you know, where's the freaks? There wasn't even a spook house. I mean, what the heck is going on here with the with the fair? Uh, you, you know, and I. I remember seeing Baby Flo. She must have weighed 800 pounds. And, I remember Baby Flo. And, uh, you know, the, the two-headed cow and the... And they the, had the giant cow, too. Yeah, the the giant guy. They used to have had a guy. I mean, I saw Andre the Giant one time, and they had a guy about his size. Mm-hmm. 
Well, what about the woman that would turn into a gorilla and start rattling the cage, and all of a sudden the cage would open up and she'd run out there? And oh, yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you'd that. See, you'd see the tents fly wide open, everybody <laughs> running out. <laughs> well, my uh, point is that stuff's gone. Yeah. There's rides and a lot of food, but, you know, it's just not, it's not the old fair. It's just, I guess, I guess. Sure. Yeah, and you mentioned turkey legs. I want to mention something to any of the Dorman fans that are going to be coming to the the Burns-Dorman game next Friday night. That we have a young man that sells the the deep-fried turkey legs out of his food truck at our games. So if, if you want to eat supper with us, gates open at 5.30 next Friday night. We've got food trucks there, picnic tables, and... Like most places now, you have to go through metal detectors to get into the game. So if you want to beat the crowd, come early and come eat supper with us. You got to go through a metal detector to go get in a high school football game? Yep. Man. All right. I didn't know that either. I mean, is that everywhere? Pretty much. Really? It's Spartan High? I mean, I wanted to go see the new stadium. And I haven't been over to Spartan High, but I know that you have to at Dorman. Uh, You have to at uh, several other schools that we have been to. It makes sense, but I I just didn't know it. Well, I want to talk a little bit now uh, about Cherokee Speedway and what a fantastic time I had as, uh, I don't know if I'd call me the guest. I guess I was a guest of Alan Hill and Jada, and uh, Jada met me as I came across the track there, and uh, first thing she did was introduce me to Danny, the driver, Danny Tesnier, and um, it was just an all-around really, really fun experience. They made it fun for me. I hadn't been in a an environment like that in a long time. I'd never been to Cherokee Speedway, which is... Treated you just like you were somebody. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I, I actually <laughs> had a couple of people. Now, I met the guy that we had, Dylan um, Duval. Duval, on the show last week. Who's Mitchell Duval's son, Mike mm-hmm. Duval's grandson. I got to hear that interview on the radio. Well, I met him standing there in the pits. And I met another a, a Duval, a, a woman... That seemed to be real good friends with Jada. That'd be uh, his sister. Okay. Uh, I did. I don't remember the name, but boy, she was just really bragging about the show, and uh, and and all the the coverage that we give the local races. And I said, well, that's you know, you thank Alan Hill for that because if we've got if we had two listeners before Alan got here, we got four He's doubled what we do, and and we love it, and we're gonna. Hopefully do this show next year, and hopefully Adam will continue to uh, um, be a part of it. Uh, we're talking about Madeline, uh, <laughs> Madeline Duval. Thank you, Madeline, for the kind words. And uh, might have to get Madeline on here to say something someday. But sure. Um, before this story gets away, I well well let me let me back up so we get getting ready for the feature now tell me if i'm wrong here because this is the way i saw it and i did I, I saw one other team doing this and then i saw danny and jada doing it where they they got a grinder on the tires but it was just one was that just the right rear no we grinded uh right rear left rear sometimes we'll do the right front okay i only saw i mean i didn't i saw them doing one yeah and, is that just scuff them up uh just get down to some uh fresh rubber those those tires will actually kind of glaze over on the top, and uh, you take that grinder and knock that glaze off the top of the tire, and it gets down to what I call some uh, 
raw rubber or virgin rubber, and it kind of takes a better grip to the racetrack. Makes a difference. Makes, Makes a sense, difference. too. Well, I saw them do that. And so, anyway, they go out there for the feature. They've had the, the redraw. Y'all were going to be four. So, they got out there, and I don't know the strategy. You know, it's just, you know, put your foot down and turn right to turn left in the turns. And uh, uh, they got going, and uh, it's a 30-lap race. And Danny dropped back. This is the 25T. This is Alan's car. Dropped back from second to third, and then he got a pretty good challenge for fourth. I can't remember if he actually fell to fourth or not. If he did, he got back to third in a pretty good hurry. And I made the comment, we're standing up there on top of the truck with Alan and Jada and another gentleman. And I said, uh, you know, he's coming back. You know, uh, well, I didn't know that was the strategy. Y'all had all that figured out, and I didn't have a clue, but I, I got two eyes. And I, could, and I didn't need a stopwatch to see that, you know, that fourth place guy... I don't think he got around him, but if he did, it wasn't long. And now he was running second down, and he was coming. Well, I had a caution flag coming off for the second turn. Somebody crashed over there. It wasn't too bad. And um, it was bad enough, though, that if they'd have had another 10 minutes, they'd have finished the race. But in the time they were cleaning up the caution, it started raining. Uh -oh. And it started raining a little harder and a little harder. And people started getting down off the truck. And... Um, uh, then I heard somebody say up, that was up there, and I'll, I'll never forget, he said, we've lost the track. And I was like, oh, well, you know, if we've lost the track, we're going to be here a while. So anyway, everybody got down, and it was obvious, and it really started pouring. And we were standing inside the truck, and everybody had their cars covered up, the, the people that could afford a car cover. And um, uh, I said, you know, this is great. I've enjoyed my stay. But I can't afford to spend the night here. You know, I'm going to go ahead and get it. And it had stopped raining, but the track was just, you could, I mean, it was puddles of water on it. And the, the turns are really banked more than you'd think. But, uh, I mean, it was slick. You could tell it was slick as it could be. And you weren't going up that bank. There's an entrance to, uh, you know, an egress there in the second turn and the first turn. In the first turn, it was, people were getting down it okay, but nobody was getting up. So I said, you know. But I had my boots on, my two new knee, my, my two new knees, and I said, "Well, I'm, I'll get up somehow, one way or the other. I'm not spending a night in Cherokee uh, Penitentiary." So uh, <laughs> I walked over there, and there's a gentleman sitting there in the golf cart, and I said, uh, "What would it cost for me uh, for you to take me up that hill?" And he said, "Well, it won't cost you nothing, but I don't think we can do it." And I said. And then about that time, somebody did it. And uh, he said, well, let's go over here in the second turn. It's not quite as steep. And I went, okay. So we went over to the second turn. And we're sitting there. And uh, I introduced myself. I did not. He told me his name, but it's noisy. And somebody fired one up over there. And I didn't catch his name. Somebody and, fired up a car. A car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they might have fired another one. <laughs> fired up a doobie, too. But I was talking about a car. <laughs> but that doesn't make much noise. Um, yeah, fired up a car. Anyway, I didn't catch his name. And uh, he said, you got two new knees, something to that effect. And I said, yes. And he said, who did your surgery? And I said, Dr. Daniel Gerskovich. He said, well, I had a motorcycle wreck and I had a new hip. And Dr. Kana did mine. And uh, Jake went to Kana when he messed his uh, ankle up and his knee playing soccer. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with Dr. Kana. In fact, I started to go with him, but I, I, I went with this other guy. And um, so I thought, Alan, that might give you a tip off the who I was talking about. And if that guy's listening, call in 864-468-1400 and tell me your name so I can give you proper credit. 
So we're sitting there, and he's, uh, boy, I tell you what, you can tell he's really thinking about whether to go for it or not. It's not raining, but it is slick. So here comes some guy with a golf cart, and he looked like he might have had knobby tires or something. But uh, I think he started at the state line to get a run at the turn, and he came flying through there, and he went on up the hill. And I said, well, he made it. I said, all you got to do is get a running start. And he said, all right. So we backed up a little bit. We didn't go to the state line. We only went to about I-85. But he, um, so we go up there, and he hits it, and we're going up the hill, and we get almost to the stop, uh, almost to the top and stop. And the tires are spinning. But I'm at a point where I just step off, and I'm on flat ground. I mean, that's how close we come, came to making it. And so I, I grabbed the... Uh, you know, the the A-pillars, <laughs> and I'm trying to hold it, and some other guy comes over there and grabs it, and we're trying to pull him the last few feet, and he's spinning the tires, but he's not got, you know, it's about to pull us back down the track. <laughs> you know, we said, we're sorry, we can't make it. So we let him go. <laughs> and that, how wide That's what a bell on him. 30 or 40 feet wide, that turn or something, and he starts sliding down the turn back towards the opening to the infield. But what was scary, he got sideways. And I said, oh, my God, this thing's going to turn over with that guy with his fault, with his new hip and everything. And he's sledding, and he's picking up speed, and he gets right down. And, and there's a, those concrete barriers down there, like you see on the interstate, you know. Right. right? He's sliding right for it. And I said, man, he's going to hit that thing, and it's going to be, you know, he's going to need a window net on that side to keep from knocking his brains out. But right when he, there's a little flat part there at the bottom, and right when he got there, it stopped. And I was like, thank. God, because that poor guy, he was he, he he was just along for the ride. There was no way he was going to save that thing. So uh, that's my Cherokee Speedway story. My wife and daughter have both heard that and were la- laughing. They were practically <laughs> on the floor, floor howling. And uh, but if that guy, if I could identify him, I'd certainly, I'd certainly uh, give him his. Thank him and apologize. Thank him. Well, I mean, I got nothing to apologize for. I kind of urged him on, I guess. That's what I'm talking well, about. Well, that guy that, that come flying up through there and, and practically jumped the hill at the top. He was moving. And I think he had knobby tires or something. It may well could have. He was he was, or a bigger engine or something. But uh, anyway, the bottom line is that thank you, Alan, and thanks to your whole family. And, and then you went back the next day. Well, we, we well, st- I, I tell you what, let's yeah. hold that because I went over a little bit there. We need to take a break, and then Alan's going to do his 20 minutes or so on the local scene, and he can tell us what happened on Sunday. Yep. And um, I look forward to hearing it because I just I got sketchy reports of it. So let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back for our uh, 20 minutes of the local scene, and we'll find out the rest of the story. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. 
Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like. Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved, you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get zero Sit APR for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM.
There you go. Didn't have mine turned on? Right. You just had two of them. Oh, Alice. Don't point out my mistakes. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure we could hear you. Well, yeah. Don't want to miss me. All right. Let's let Alan wrap this thing up. I, but I got one question for you. Yes, sir. And I just thought of this. Uh, was Mr. Wilson there? Yes, he was. Why didn't you introduce me to him? He was sitting he in the stands. He wasn't the guy in the golf cart. He was in the stands. Oh, okay. He sits up in the stands up there, and he kind of got down, and he kind of left when it started raining. I called him and asked him, he said, I'm crawling into bed at my house. <laughs> I said, oh, I wish I was too, but we we messed around and left the race car over there that Saturday night because we knew we couldn't get back up across that racetrack. No, and, no, uh, huh? Not pulling that trailer. Not pulling the trailer and everything, and... uh at one time, we was talking about just going to spend a the night there. We had food and everything, but... Uh, Jada sent me a picture of her dinner and breakfast. Yes, <laughs> we had some uh, Billy Billingsley. Uh, they uh, was gracious enough to bring us a 100 uh, chicken wings from Dudley's I'm over there. And what. We had we had all we needed right there. Sound like y'all were in high cotton. We were till it started raining, and we we had no rain in two months, and all of a sudden it started raining, which I I wasn't going to complain about it because because uh, it was my fault. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> well, and we needed it. Yes, we need the rain. And uh, but, but I was one. There was one one question I had was uh, if Mr. Wilson was there. So I. But it did stretch it out to a four-day event over there. And after four days, I just about had enough of racing. Well, how did the 30-lapper turn out? The 30-lapper turned out to us, it turned out to two 15-lap races. Right. And uh, don't get me wrong, a Sunday afternoon, our car started doing a little bit better because uh, we had a hard tire on the right rear and uh track kind of blacked over a little bit. And we finally got to third and... There's a bunch of little bit of more excitement going on after the race, but I'll well, get into that just a little bit later. But I'm going to give you some of these results from the Mike Duval Tribal Nationals. Let, let me touch on one more thing since that was the race I was at. Um, so if the caution hadn't come out and they could have finished that thing, and if it hadn't rained, because it would have been real close, y'all were coming, and that was the plan the whole time. I mean, I was not aware of the plan, but... Uh, because I heard y'all saying it, you know, it was going to work. Well, the, our plan was going to work. The boys that were in front of us was claiming that they, they ran 602 motors and they could get to weigh 2,750 pounds. I'm running a limited motor and I got to weigh 3,200 pounds. And I've got to start off on a harder race tire on my right rear than they do because I've got almost 450 pounds more weight than they do. And uh, as you've seen, we didn't have really have too much of a caution. We fell back at the beginning of the race. Then our hard tires started coming in. Yeah, it and was we, coming. And then we started coming on. And as we was coming on, they were kind of backing up to us. Because right. they was wearing their medium tire out. And then uh, the caution come out. was going to bunch us back up. Danny said, all right, now I'm in the hunt. Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden the rain come. But when that rain come, now we're sitting there on a hard tire. We don't want to start to race back. Mm-hmm. Because we would have knocked the wall, slammed down down there in the first turn, but uh, that's just the way that's that's just the way the hand played. Yeah, well, but he was coming back. I can say that. All right, go ahead and tell us what you but, got. Uh, we had uh, plenty of racing over on Sunday afternoon. I think my daughter's last week. She gave you the World of Outlaws, which was there on Friday night. Which I'll refresh y'all on that. First place went to Brandon Overton. Second place went to Chris Madden. Third place went to Chase Jernigan's. And from there, they went on to 411 Speedway, which I have not got the results from them yet. But we went back on Sunday afternoon to 602 late models, 
First place went to Rod Tucker. Second place went to Rod Roberts. And third place went to John Price. The 604 late models. First place went to Dylan Brown. Second place went to Michael Brown. Third place went to Brian Mullis. Crate Sportsman. First place went to Mitchell Duval. Second place went to Devin Morgan. Third place went to Tyler Love. Limited Sportsman. First place went to Brandon Dockery. Second place went to Andy Blackwood. Third place went to Danny Tesnier. And Renegade, listen to this. First place went to Mitchell Duval. Second place went to Terrell Holloway. Third place went to Andy Blackwood. And Pure Stock, first place went to Nathan Pierce, which we had an interview with the other week on this show. That's right. Uh, second place went to Mikey Brock. Third place went to Devin Morgan. And Thunder Bomber, listen to this again. First place went to Mitchell Duval. There's a lot of Mitchell Duval. He actually won three races over there. He run three events and actually won three races. Second place in Thunder Bomber went to Ricky Bogan. Third place went to Josh Hellams. Uh, now, how much was that good for? To Mitchell Duval, two of the cars that he drove in the Renegade and in the Crate Sportsman was his own car, and he won $3,000 for each one of those races, so that added up to be $6,000. And the Thunder Bomber car, he drove a car for Junior Mathis, and uh, most drivers usually get 25 to 30%, mm-hmm. so he he must run winning about probably $7,000 last Sunday afternoon, which uh, is... Not a bad day. Not a bad day for Mitchell Duval. And uh, whenever that track kind of blacked over, uh, everybody knows Mitchell is hard to handle whenever that racetrack gets blacked over like that. But uh, got to hand it to him. He drove a good race. Just sat right there and let let some of the other competition just take care of themselves. Okay, Cherokee Speedway is going to be off tonight. Uh, probably by about next thing they're going to have is going to be an open practice, which is going to be October 26th. They are, since we are starting to get into this cold weather, they're going to start moving over to a daytime racing. And a lot of times it's going to be on Sunday afternoon. Also, uh, since you're going to be going to Gastonia this afternoon. Yep, about a half an hour. You can move on over to the Gastonia Speedway up there, <laughs> Carolina Speedway tonight. They are having the king of the Carolinas up there. They're having about six divisions of racing up there tonight. So uh, I haven't got any friends up there. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but also on the schedule for tonight, we also got Harris Speedway. Harris Speedway is going to be running the Renegade Stock 8 Creek Sport from Combined. They are going to pay $800 to win there. They are actually adding $50 to second through fifth place. So uh, good deal up there. Young Guns is on the schedule. Pure Stock's on the schedule. $800 to win. Thunder Bomber A. Is eight hundred dollars to win. Thunder Bomber B five hundred dollars to win. Front wheel drive six hundred dollars to win. Drivers meeting is going to be at six thirty this afternoon. Drawing opens at four forty five. Pit gates open at four o'clock. Grandstands open at five o'clock. Twenty five dollars to get in the pits. Twelve dollars to get in the stands. Kids under ten will get in free. And then we're going to move on over to Travelers Rest Speedway. Which on October 17th, 18th, and 19th, another three-day event. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully on October 17th, they got, uh, they're going to have over here, they're going to have the Thunder Bomber Classic, which also in the Thunder Bomber Classic, they also going to have the Limited Sportsman, the Renegade 
stock eight, crate sportsman combined. They're going to pay $5,000 to win in this Thunder Bomber series. Man, oh man. They had 27 cars at Cherokee Speedway last uh, Sunday. Uh, they raced for about an hour and 20 minutes and finally got 12 laps in and told these boys we're going to go green, white, checker. It was, it was time to be over with. But at Travers Rest Speedway, they're going to start opening on October 17th with open practice. October 18th will be qualifying and October 19th will be the race. Like I said, Thunder Bombers will be $5,000 to win. Limited Sportsman will be $2,500 to win. <coughs> Excuse me. That's all right. They sneak up on you. Yeah. Renegade 8 Crate Sportsman, I think. Uh, I think it's, uh, from what they've got posted, it looks, I think it's going to be 4000 instead of 400 Uh Pure Stock is actually going to be 1200 over there, too. So, uh, like I said, last uh, Saturday night was a particular deal over at Cherokee Speedway. I'd like to thank all the track uh, personnel over there for trying to keep that track. You know, Perry don't realize whenever we said we lost the racetrack, once that racetrack is kind of getting soaking wet like that, at one time they was talking about sending the limited sportsman cars back out there to try to iron this track back out. But, uh, after it come up that second, we actually had a foot race. Did you hang around for the foot race? No. I, <laughs> I, I was in my own marathon trying to get out of there. Well, actually, we had a foot race over there, and people in the stands got to donate in 10 and 5 $10 a piece. And next thing you know, there's $150 up for a foot race down the front straightaway, and you, should, you would have died laughing. I mean, that slick front slick, straightaway? Slick front straightaway. A couple of people kind of... Busted it and uh, <laughs> kind of got hurt trying to get up. One man was kind of hobbling off, but he was trying to get that hundred fifty dollars. I think at one time. I wish I'd have seen that. That would have been fun. that would have been good. But the only thing I was sitting here thinking about is we had uh, tarps kind of over our race cars and stuff like that. And I'm sitting here going, they going to try to take us back to green here. And uh, we had that hard tire on the right rear. And I said, everybody's looking at this foot race. I was just wondering how I could ease up there and slide that right rear tire. I'll put me a, small, <laughs> a softer tire on the right rear tire. But <laughs> Now, what would they have happen. done? Uh, disqualified you? Oh, yeah. They disqualified okay. us. But we also had some... Uh, particular uh, excitement in limited sportsmen since uh, the boy that won the race actually was claiming he had a 602 and everybody knows that you can go buy these 602s for $3,500 at City Chevrolet up there. Uh, you ain't supposed to really do that much to them but uh, they is a buy rule at Cherokee Speedway to where the furthest one back if I was to want it like if I finished third and if I wanted to buy it and the guy that finished fifth, he wanted to buy it. The guy that's furthest back gets to claim it first. Well, the guy that run fourth was actually running the 18 car. He was actually running a 602. Well, he claimed Brandon Dockery's motor, $3,550, and the track keeps $50 of it. Mm-hmm. Well, Brandon Dockery had to pull his car into the impound area and start pulling his motor out. Right there on the spot. Right there on the spot because this guy actually claimed it for $3,500. Well, he was kind of ill about that. I bet he was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody claimed, well, it's uh, kind of a deal of you buy the motor for $3,500, then you slide over here to an engine man, and then you spend another $3,000 to pep it up a little bit 
to be able to make it run, well, what the $3,500 tries to do buying it is to try to keep you from going over, right. taking it over there and lose, actually losing money in a way. But uh, while the guy that actually bought the motor was sitting there on his golf cart, Another team, the 261 team, come up to him and ask him how much he would take for it. And he said $400 more than what I paid for it. So they give him $4,000. And now they've actually bought the motor from Brandon. Well, they bought it from the 18 guy who actually bought it from the first place man. Yeah. And that really got the first place man riled up because he knew that the the guy that finished fourth really didn't want the motor to start with. But he's going to make $400 more on it. Oh, man. <laughs> So they had to get they had to get security to the, to the they? <laughs> yeah they had to get security and one of them had to leave and it was actually the owner of the eighteen car they they escorted him out out of the racetrack and told him not to come back because it was tempers was getting a little hot but I actually uh, now that was Sunday that was actually Sunday afternoon yes it was getting pretty late in the day huh well I'm, put it this way we got there Sunday at. We got there Sunday at 9 o'clock, and I left Sunday evening at about 9 o'clock Sunday evening. Wow. So we, we had another 12 hours over there. So. Yeah, great. Now, uh, was that originally, a, was Sunday part of the show, uh, or was that like Friday no, and Saturday only? That, that was supposed to only be Friday and Saturday. Okay. Sunday was actually the makeup day, kind right. of like NASCAR. You right. know, NASCAR now, if it rains out on Sunday, they go straight to Monday. Exactly. Well, they had this deal of... Uh, our rain date was on Sunday afternoon here at Cherokee Speedway, and don't get me wrong, Cherokee Speedway is actually grand, grandfathered in to where they can actually run on Sunday. Right. And they they going to start running on Sunday afternoons now. Because the cold weather is coming. <coughs> All right, Alan, you rest your throat. You've been doing a great job over there, and uh, we're going to take our final break and come back with 20 minutes and uh, just sort of bat the breeze. All right. All right, you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start your engines. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. 
Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. We're going to take her to the checkered flag here. And uh, let me just go through some housekeeping. Xfinity's off this weekend. They will run on uh, next Saturday, the 19th, at the Kansas Lottery 300. That'll be on NBC at 3 o'clock. And uh, so they're off this weekend. They are... Then you said they'll be off again. They'll be off the next weekend, and I'm going to see if Greg can't line Jeremy up. That'll uh, be good. Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, we all know that Halloween is his favorite holiday. And so that'll be, uh, well, he'll probably be uh, in in makeup by then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can get him on. But uh, he had a miserable race at Dover. I mean, just uh, back like he started the season. He finished, uh, he started 13th. He finished 36th. And this says the engine went after nine laps, which is not too good. But it bumped him back to 14th in the standings. He was 13th, which was the first guy that didn't make the playoffs. But now uh, Gray Galding scooted past him, and he's eight points behind him. So we're we're pulling for Jeremy to finish 13th because that's the first guy that didn't make the playoffs. They run at Kansas next week. Formula One runs. Uh, actually, you're going to have to get up late to see this one because they're in Japan, which is halfway around the world. And... Uh, they still have several races to go. They'll be going to, into December, so we'll be off the air with the show by the time uh, Formula One um, wraps up. But they are racing. Um, actually, they qualified this morning. I don't have the results. They qualified like at one fifty-five this morning when the qualifying came on television on ESPN two. The race will be at one o five a.m. That's uh that's Sunday morning, right after uh you know right after midnight, and that will be uh, on ESPN, scheduled from 105 to 305, and that's at Suzuka, 
which is, uh, I think the stock cars ran there one time in Japan. Uh, Greg was over there. He could tell us all about it maybe next week. So, uh, and that point standings isn't going to change too much, I don't think. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has a 73-point lead over his teammate, Valtteri Bottas. Uh, Roger, uh, Charles Leclerc and uh, Max Verstappen and uh, the uh, Ferraris have, have made a little move and started winning some races and uh, and are competitive now. Kevin Magnussen and the uh, American car, the, the independent Ferrari, along with Romain Grosjean, are 15th and 17th. And uh, at least they haven't been shut out and they're not embarrassing themselves like they did back in July. Uh, that's Xfinity. We touched on that. The trucks run today at Talladega, and that's usually a pretty good race because those guys cut a big old hole in the air with those boxy pickup trucks and uh, makes for some good drafting. Yes, it does. And actually, uh, Winston, I mean, not Winston Cup cars, but your Monster Energy Cup cars doing the same thing with that big spoiler that they got on the back this week. Yeah. You remember when that race, uh, Earnhardt's last big race, uh, really good finish when... Uh, they towed him up through the field. Uh, it was Kenny Kenny Wallace towed him from like last all the way to second, or, or I mean all the way to first. And I think that's the race where they had those bars across the top of the car, you know, to sort of make a big hole in the wind. That was kind of weird looking, but it was effective. But the uh, the trucks, uh, Brett Moffitt's leading the points there with a nine point. I'm sorry, a seventeen point lead over Austin Hill. Ross Chastain is third. Stuart Friesen is fourth, and Matt Crafton is fifth. And like I said, they are going to run this afternoon at Talladega. They, uh, where's my TV schedule? Had it right here a minute ago. I'll find it. But anyway, I'll get to TV in in just a second. The uh, um, the the race at Talladega is this afternoon. And here we go. I got it. I knew I accidentally buried it over here with the stuff I'd already covered. <laughs> And there's one of those costs that sneaks up on you. Uh, they are running. They qualified at 10.30 this morning, and they are running the race at 1 o'clock on FS1. So that's the Talladega, the truck race. It's usually an interesting, uh, interesting, close race. Now, uh, let me get a sip here. All right. Great radio, folks. ARCA has got one race to go, and that'll be next week. The ARCA Kansas 150, and uh, they will wrap their season up. We'll talk about that next week. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I want to spend a little bit of time here on the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, which is at Road Atlanta this week, the Motul Petit Le Mans. And, uh, Alan, you were telling me they made some rules changes, and I didn't realize that was a 10-hour race, so they're already going. Well, they're going to start, I think, they start up today at 12 <laughs> at o'clock. At 12 o'clock, I'm they sorry. They start at 12. By the time we're getting off here, they're going to start up today at 12 o'clock, and they'll be racing to actually 10 o'clock tonight. They'll, they actually got the headlights on these cars and stuff, so they'll, they'll actually have some nighttime racing over there. Yeah, they don't have headlight decals. They have to have headlights. <laughs> they have to have headlights. They have to have a windshield wiper. They will race in the rain. It does not matter. And I think that's why they're calling it Le Petit Le Mans because uh, I mean that's the way they do it in in Le Mans if they were if they were over there they don't yep. stop for nothing. Yep, they uh, they uh, my brother's cars actually I think they qualified first and third, and uh, they said that they opened up their rule package just a little bit, give them something back, and uh, but I think it's going to be a little bit too late for them to win the championship. But you never can tell. Uh, 
Stranger things has happened. If you watched uh, Dover race last week, Chase Elliott lost a motor, and uh, Joey Logano actually lost, I think he lost Axel. And uh, both of them's outside the chase just about looking in now. Now, would they do something that blatantly obvious, though, to change the rule for the last race after they're kind of eliminated? I mean... Well, put it this way. My brother, they had a two-car team this uh, past year. The Wheeling car, 31 car. The Mustang sampling car. The number five car. My brother takes me first of the week. They have actually lost the five car of the Mustang sampling. They're moving on. So they actually losing five guys that actually work in the shop and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong... Uh, that's just the way some some of this stuff happens in a way. I mean, the car was a prominent car two years, three years ago, winning championships, winning races, and then all of a sudden you go back and you're running third or fourth, and for some reason your sponsor looks at you like, what's happening? Sometimes it's out of your hands. They actually got computers that they actually hook up to these cars after the race, and they can tell if you're actually changing what they call boost and stuff like that in that motor. And if you go over the lines, they, they penalize you. Well, now, but, I mean, is it a possibility that somebody could come forward, you know, and pick up the ball and get sponsorship and get that uh, keep that car on the track? Well, I, I'd, I'd have to ask him. I, I mean, mean, anything's I, possible, right? Any, anything's possible. Yeah. But, boy, you've got to have big pockets for these cars. Well. That's, uh, That's an open, open, uh, you know, whenever I, asked, whenever I asked him, whenever he, how, many, how many backup cars did they have? And they actually just had one backup car for two teams because they cost so much. Right. And if you actually b- b- crash both cars, I don't know who would actually, I guess the boys that's further up in the okay. points would actually get the car. Well, speaking of the points now, um, I think before I went on my, all my vacations and signings and, uh, parents weekends, uh, I believe it was like three points that um, uh, Pippo Durrani and Felipe Nasser were behind Dane Cameron and Juan Pablo Montoya. Now it's 12 with a race to go. I'm not familiar enough with their point standings to know if they're mathematically eliminated. Uh, it's probably close. Uh, well, the 31 car have to win the race and uh, the six car would have to finish at least ninth or worse. And they've well, stranger things yeah. have happened. Well, there's only about eleven or twelve cars in this field, even though there's a sixty-four car field. Right. There's only twelve of these prototype cars that are actually in there. So yeah, he, but it's the ones in the way that could do the damage. Yes, it does. <laughs> Closing but, speeds pretty fast. But uh, get back out there, you know. I, I know that FS uh, that's the Roger Penske team. Yeah. And you know what they're going to do. They're going to have spares of everything, all four corners of that car. They're going to have spares of everything sitting right there to where they can actually get it back out there. Well, I got to tell you, I spent a bunch of time at Road Atlanta in the 70s. I love that place. And uh, I said I was going to tell my story. I'm going to tell it. I haven't told it in two years, I don't think. But the first time I went down there was in, I want to say it was at least 72. It might have been 71, but it was for the Can-Am race. And... I mean, you talk about those are some exotic cars, and Penske was there then, too. I remember. We had George Fulmer on the show earlier in the year, and he was in the race. I think he won it. He had that Penske L&M Porsche. Mark Donahue had a Porsche, uh, Penske Porsche. But, I mean, it was uh, UOP had the Shadows with Jackie Oliver. Uh, Oh, it was just great. Uh, McLaren was there with uh, Dennis Holm and 
Peter Revson. I mean, it was just spectacular, those cars. But I'd never been there before, and it was me and my girlfriend, Angela, and my brother and sister in the back seat. And we were kind of driving all over Georgia trying to find the place. And so I pulled up to this uh, gas station, you know, with a with a screen door on it with Marita bread painted on there. And the guy sitting out front with a old dog next to him and a fly swatter in his hand. And I got out of the car and I walked over there and I said, uh, excuse me, sir, could you tell me how to get to road Atlanta? And he swatted a fly and spit and looked up at me and he said, well, hell, boy, that's the road to Atlanta right there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, thank you, sir. Got back in the car. We didn't have GPS. We found it, though. I think we saw another carload of hippies or something go by, and we just followed them. I figured we were either going to a sports car race or a concert. Uh, 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 yeah, or a concert. So, anyway, uh, that's my first road to Atlanta, but we went to... Oh, I got to tell one more real quick. We got a minute, uh, a couple of minutes. The, to get to the bathroom... Um, you had to go down this trail, uh, and it's red dirt, just like it, red mud, just like it rode Atlanta, cause, uh, just like at Cherokee, because it had rained. And we just, uh, hundreds of people were sitting around watching people trying to, unbeknowing that it was so slippery, walk down this 40 or 50 foot strip of red clay to get to the bathroom. And they were busting their rear ends and falling. And this one guy came up, and he was bombed. I mean, he was out of his mind drunk. And he stepped on that red clay, and he goes down on one foot, and he's got his arms out, and he switches to the other foot, and he's going on, and he made it. He's the only guy that made it, and he was completely <laughs> tore up before he even tried it, and he got he got a bigger applause than uh, Donahue did when he won the race. I mean, it was fantastic. But anyway, Road Atlanta was great. It probably still is. Yes, it is. I think at one time in the mid-'80s, didn't the Xfinity cars, I think which... Which it was a different name in. I just don't yeah. want to. I think it was Bush. Bush. It was the Bush cars. I mean, I won't call it Bush cars, but the correct name is Xfinity now. But yeah. They raced it in the road at London. I think Larry Pearson, he loved that racetrack down there. And we need to have Larry on. But yeah, the Xfinity did, did, did run there. And I, I went to several Can Am races, probably three or four, till they, un, they quit the series. And I went to Formula 5000 used to run there, which was kind of a American Grand Prix. And they had a. All the big names in that, too, to Al Unser and everybody. Let me do the TV real quick. We're getting down to a couple of minutes to go here, and I've pretty much already done it. Uh, the trucks have already qualified. The uh, The WeatherTech uh, sports cars that we were just talking about start at noon, and I didn't realize that was that's why there's so many times on here, but they will switch from NBC to NBC Sports uh, Network during the middle of it. But that's from a noon until 1030, and it looks like the whole thing is televised. Uh, NASCAR Cup qualifying will be at Talladega from 4.30 to 5.30. Formula One at 1.05 in the morning, right after midnight there from Suzuka, Japan. That's on ESPN. And NASCAR Winston Cup from 2 o'clock to 6 on NBC, the big network, for the, uh, the funky name of that thing is like the 1,000 light bulb uh, 500. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, got about 10 seconds there, uh... I'd, like, I'd just like to thank you for coming to Cherokee Speedway last Saturday night. Well, that I, made my night to see you come over there. Well, I loved it and I had a great time, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back. Might okay. even bring somebody with me this time. Okay, I've always got a place up on top of that trailer for you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm bring me some spiky shoes, Ronnie. Oh, listen, I'm just 
glad we're getting a break in the weather. I'm I'm happy it's fall and let's get on with it. Well, I'm going to go to. Uh, we had the gentleman on last week, Charles Craig, who's having an event over. If you want to go see some old race drivers and hear some crazy stories from Tiger Tom Pistoni, just head out north on 85 and uh, go north on uh, south on New Hope Road, and you'll come to Charles Craig's uh, phony gas station. But he'll have a lot of celebrities there, racing people, and it should be a good time. And I'm headed that way. To- so, uh, appreciate you coming. We got through it, boys. Well, we want to say we hope Greg and Roberta get well real soon. And uh, hope, hope to see, see Greg back next week. Yeah, hope, hope Greg's back next week. Don't forget, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved.